When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What's up? Welcome to episode number 395 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the birthday boy himself in his birthday suit as we speak, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening right now, Fast? This is... <laughs> why would you give that image to everyone? That is not the Prove case. I'm wrong. Prove I'm wrong. Don't do this. <laughs> uh, we is, have it's, it's a, another. It's the big three five, right? The big three five for you. Big three five fast. What's it like? I was just talking with Kristen about this. Isn't it so weird that you know? I mean, you and I effectively met on Reddit, and how bizarre oh, it is that not only are we born the same year, but we are what eighteen days apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, we didn't really meet on Reddit. I, mean, I guess you inter you found me on Reddit and sent me an yeah. email. Yeah. Um, but I, I it, yeah, there are a lot of coincidences here of our age difference to the fact of being in the same city. Mm. Also, you know, I say this often fast to other people. I don't say enough to you. I, I say I, I look at, you know, the the fantasy baseball world and the people I could be paired with. Yeah. I could you know, people have their doubles and their duos and everything. And I I am so thankful every day that you are my duo with this. So you're my brother. Yeah, and I feel so fortunate that it was, you know, yeah, two people that are linked in many ways. I mean, we went, you know, we see concerts together. We're going to have the Pitcherlist band in the future, the Toby and the Boyd boys. So uh, I I can't wait for that. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's yeah. been seven years that we've yep. been doing these podcasts as of, I guess, end of July. Still have that photo. And uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's wild. So how it's is 35? 35 is 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 great. I I uh hurt my knee very badly playing pickleball. So that's what you no. have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, 35 um, is awesome. Did you well did you see what Jeff Zimmerman uh linked us in? No, I did not. I uh, I think John Boy put out a tweet saying, "Hey, who do you what content creators should be a part of our warehouse uh games?" Oh. And Jeff Zimmerman tagged us. That's uh, fantastic. And I was like, "Jeff, he's not in New York anymore." Oh, I'd fly out. You fly out for it. Well, yeah. I think it was like a floorball tournament, which I had to look up. Yeah, what it yeah, is. It yeah. looks like it's floor hockey. Um, I, I'd fly out. Which I would, I've never played, but I would be amazing at. I don't doubt it. I don't <laughs> I doubt mean, it. I have to crouch a lot, but you know what? I'd figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are we doing today, Fast? Uh, well, as per usual, uh, we're a year older, a year wiser. We're going to break down <laughs> your <debatable>. top. <laughs> we're going to break down your top 100. There is a lot to get to. Uh, today is there's a lot of movers and shakers, right? So we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive right into it. Okay. I'm trying to think of a, uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've done super well with some of these in the you, past you, couple of you've weeks. You've done great. I've been really proud of you. You, you yeah, really I, took the suggestion and ran with it. 
Yeah, sure. I so I don't have a good one today. I'm not gonna lie. And I even oh. thought about it in the car. I was driving home, like on the, <laughs> and I was like, hey, "Can it be this? No. Can it be that? Can it be this? Can it be this?" Uh-huh. So what we're gonna be doing is we're we're, we're just gonna be doing thrift store finds. Thrift store finds. Oh, is the, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was okay. honestly, I I I thought you were gonna do something birthday themed. I was really disappointed. Yeah, and I because I don't want to do anything like that. Of so course, I know you. Thrift store finds is perfect. Great. Thank you. Let's Thank do you it. for making me feel better. Thrift store finds. Oh, man. We're going really to dive into tier one here. Uh, there is an addition. We have a new person who is coming to tier one. So tier one is one through six. Garrett Two Cole, feet. Spencer Strider, Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani, Zach Gallen, and Kevin Gosman. Who is the second person who jumped into tier uh, one? It was only four people before. Oh, you moved the tier down. You moved the yeah. tier down. And moved then the I moved down. up one person. Yeah. So we moved up Kevin Gosman. He rises two to number six. Talk to us about the two uh, two people who have joined us in tier one and what Kevin Gosman has done to be in this tier. Yeah. So this uh, this tier is called. Um, oh man, I have I have some in my head already. Okay, this really this is like the rare video game. I feel like that's what everyone oh. goes into, right? For like a thrift store, it's like. We all know these, but we never actually see a real good thrift store find that's like $5 for something that costs like $300, mm-hmm. you know? But ever since I've been going to thrift stores, I mean, being in New York City is a little bit different than being in some random suburb. Sure. And I would always think like, oh, I'm going to find that video game that I can get for, you know, I'm never able to get for like $5 or something. Of course, I never get it because it's way different in the city, I imagine, mm-hmm. for this stuff. So. Yeah, that, that's what it's called, where it's just like the one that you would play every single day. So what are you looking for, like an old Aladdin Sega Genesis cartridge? Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> I want a golden Ocarina of Time cartridge. Oh, oh I have. A, I think I have a golden Majora's Mask. Uh, yeah, so why gold, yeah. Why Zach Gallen and Kevin Gosman joining? I know. I felt really weird about this because Zach Gallen didn't have a good start. It was four walks, two Ks, and uh, his command was weird. And here I am putting him in the top tier. And then I kind of realized that there really is a separation of these six. Kevin Gosman being in here too, because he's just been so stellar. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's had those one or two starts that have been bad, but like strikeout rate has gone up. And he really is just, he went eight innings. I'm sure it's four Ks, but like it's working. Uh, and I felt that he belonged with these stalwarts. Um, sure. While the other ones beneath, not quite as sturdy as these six have been, even with Zach Gallen's recent uh disappointment so here they are in tier one one quick thing too about kevin gosman is uh, you know i obviously watched him this weekend as he went up against the orioles and there are certain you know we're, we're very analytical but we also appreciate the things that are you know you can't necessarily quantify and i was just he showcased ace material in that his team was on a at that point three game skid, right? They they got blown mm. out by the uh no maybe even more of a game skid, but they had lost two or three to Baltimore, and they were really trying to not get swept. And I mean, he threw a hundred and fifteen pitches. Yeah, right. Manager let him go until the ninth inning, and I mean, when they trotted him back out for the seventh or eighth, he didn't he didn't miss a beat, and he right. did not miss a beat over the course of that game. And it was something where it's like, oh, that's. That's that kind of intangible ace material where you're like, my team is struggling. I'm going to try and put them on my back. And then they got blown out in extras. And it was awesome. But it 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 was pretty it was pretty amazing to see. Couldn't let that lie. 
No, no, no. Of course not. Listen, I, I'm filled with unbelievable <laughs> like, power now that the Orioles are. Coming. I think honestly, my least favorite part about not regularly doing nabs with you anymore is that mm. you don't have a speaker box to talk about the Orioles. Yeah. Oh, what a season to do it to. What I talked plenty about those City Connects, but we're not here for that. Let's Did you see on. my tweet about the City Connects? Yeah. The oh, I saw a few of those about the it's a birthday one. Yeah, Wait, I wasn't that. the only one. No, I saw a few. Oh of those. no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a few. Dang of it! But it's good. It's good so stuff. Creative. I thought I it's was good, good stuff. It is good stuff. Let's move on to tier two, seven through thirteen. Uh, nothing too crazy here, but give you an opportunity to talk about it. Uh, Luis Castillo at number seven, Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler at nine, Clayton Kershaw at ten, Joe Ryan number eleven, Christian Javier at twelve, and Justin Verlander at thirteen. What's it called? And why is it called that? I uh, this is just I uh, like something in a frame that it could be a painting it could be like some like poster it could be a uh constitution of the united states but it is just like the thing i've been looking for to put on my wall ah the perfect piece of art yeah and it's not overpriced mm. it's like this is it this is gonna it's gonna live forever in my home then why Oh, well, it's pretty obvious because these are the guys that like, yeah, these are going to be sturdy rocks of my lifestyle, but they don't fill you with the same excitement as that golden ocarina of time. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, any, you know, this is this is hot off the presses, right? But Corbin Burns. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to have to leave with him tonight. Okay. Can we get a little bit of a peek about what we're going to read tomorrow? I mean, I haven't done the article yet, but I this is what happens is that, okay, something happens. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two things. One, I noticed that he had four home runs allowed, and that's just oh kind of weird. Uh, it reminds me of like 2019 Corbin Burns. But the big issue for me so far with Corbin Burns actually hasn't been the cutter, uh, which has been pretty stable. I mean, a little bit less O swing than it has gone in the past, but otherwise, CSW still 33%, 87th percentile for a cutter. Like, this is still a phenomenal pitch. It's actually been the fact that his changeup and his slider have just not been the same. Um, and much much less swing strike rate on the uh, the curveball. I can't really rely on any of these for strikes as much. It's just he did look better in the last start, but Corbin Burns hasn't really locked it in with the secondaries. And I think that's the biggest issue. Uh, with the cutter is really good, but it's a foundation. It's not uh, the only thing he's supposed to do. Um, it does make me feel like I need to be pulling him down into tier three after another blow up like this because I mean it's just it's it's not like he's been a horrible three four eight year ray one sixteen whip entering today, but I gotta say fast I've mentioned this before I don't think I had told you though when we were doing our PLV projections in the off season right mm-hmm. we were doing I. Uh, <laughs> we were normalizing it or at least giving a reference point for like how fantasy applicable is this by looking at Corbin Burns because every, like for a lot of the models we put out, it's projected strikeout rate was 22.5% for Corbin wow. Burns. Huh? Interesting. He's at a 21.6% right now. And I mean, I still don't think it would have been right to project that, but it's just like seared in my mind. Uh, I feel like I'm at that point in a movie mm. where like I get like the ticker and it's exactly the number that the machine pointed out like yeah. in, in the first 10 minutes of the movie. And I'm so, like, wait, it was all true. This is something that's funny. And this will be a little bit of a tangent, but it's good because I think people will value it. Um, 
have there been moments, and I'm sure there have, but I'm curious to hear what the examples are, where a pitcher has not done as well as expected or has done better than they have expected and there was a hint in your analysis that you didn't really follow through on that you now are like, why didn't I just go with my gut there? Yeah. Because I would have been right. The most the, the the classic example for me is Zach Gal uh not Zach Gallen, uh um Zach Godley. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And that was he came off a season God. where his single sinker was such a good effective pitch for him, where it was generating a lot of weak contact, it was getting outs, it was getting strikes, it was it was doing everything. And then he had this cutter and curveball as well that were good. But every time I watched him. I didn't feel that his mechanics were sustainable and that his mm. command would falter over time, but I couldn't resist those underlying metrics of how good the performance was. And so I ranked him, I think famously like 21st entering that season. Mm. It was like 2017 or something. Dave Chairman always reminds me about it. <laughs> and, and yeah, that was me being like, okay, I messed this up. I will make sure I don't make that one mistake again. I, I, I called the Waskari Noah rule for a reason. Um, of where I was, I mean, I, I was I was high on Wasker Noah to say that he was like 59th in the preseason rankings, but that still was dramatically higher than others. And the takeaway from that is he had one elite pitch, not two, um, when he was a two pitch pitcher, right? So there are those takeaways that I have. What is the one that you think that I should be adapting here for Corbin Burns? Because obviously you led in with us. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I that's not why I asked. I mean. I was I've been feeling this way about another pitcher and I didn't know if like I was using this opportunity. Is it Luzardo? Like, no, no, no. It truly isn't. It truly isn't. It, it really isn't. It, it really isn't. I mean, well, I'm very you. curious who you think that is. Why and why you haven't told it to me already? Well, no, it's but it's not you. It's someone that I was like, I should have been more down on this person. And I wasn't because I was. Not, no. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah, I'm saying. That like, happens uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, to me, and I hate to say it because I love our friendship and I love our brotherhood. But to me, it was it was Sandy. Mm-hmm. I I I because I talked about it a little bit and I dropped him down a little bit in my rankings. I just yeah. think the shift is really impacting. Yeah, him. no, I don't agree with this. No, I I think it is. I think we're seeing guys who are not in like he is a perfect example of a guy who is a innings eater, really good stuff, uh-huh. is never really going to have an elevated K rate, and because of the more balls in play, he's getting punished. I think I I, I truly think so. That he is. So a couple things on that um, about Sandy Alcantara. Uh, one, I don't think he deserves to have a 472 BABIP on his changeup, which is his most effective pitch. Um, and a pitch that should be way better at it, uh, than, at getting outs in play. Um, I also love the fact that he misses more bats than ever, uh, right now. Um, I hate the fact that I, I think I've called a careful Icarus on Sandy Alcantara more than anyone else. Mm. Um, and if you guys don't know what that is, it's essentially a guy who is past five innings. And in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or whatever, going to longer and closer to the sun gets them, uh, you know, a higher ERA. And we've seen 300 runs in that final, like seven and two thirds, and it was all in the eighth inning or something from Sandy Alcantara. Do I think I could have been better at maybe not necessarily at putting him at three in the preseason and down to like eight or 10 and baking in that possibility of more regression in his? Uh, with the shift and uh, the defense being better for the Marlins, maybe. Um, I, I very much understand that. 
And I think I openly discussed that too. That I well, was. Hold on. No, no, to, no, 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 to be wanna, clear, this is not an indictment of you, though. I don't just think to be clear. it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I understand completely. I think it's a good conversation to have. Yeah. Um, I want to also make clear that I think this is the lowest I'm going to have Sandy Alcantara ranked the entire year. Mm. I think we got to a point of I need to do something. I can't call him an ace right now because it's, yeah. as fantasy managers, we understand that he's not acting like one right now. Thus, I moved him to the top of tier three. But if I actually really felt that this was a showcase of, oh, no, he's just not good anymore, then he wouldn't be there. No. Yeah. And the underlying skill to A, still go deep into games. B, still have the velocity that we know and love. C, showcase legit regression to the positive regression with uh, with how things are turning out in play. And D, missing a ton of bats. Um, I think it's definitely going to turn in his favor. We've actually seen this from Sandy Alcantara before. Do you remember in 2021 where the first half was a decent amount of this? And then sure. all of a sudden, bam, it was Clicked. just lights out. It was, that was it. And we forget about that because we were just like, oh my God, he was incredible. Um, I, I, I've watched a lot of Sandy. There's a difference. I think you know this too. There's a difference between the guys that like just allow a run and then there's two runs in this one or whatever. Versus the guys, it's just like, oh, it's the eighth inning and they allow 300 runs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and yeah. that's kind of how I feel about Sandy Alcantara at the moment. Also, he needs to improve his slider just a little bit. It's a little down. I mean, a 472 Babbitt right now in his change. Yeah, on this changeup. Oh, I know that number well. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. What <laughs> I'm quoted I'm, that. What I'm, I guess, not a single home run allowed on it. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Right? And that's not all the shit. I'm not against you, that that concept. I think it. you are right. It is It is actually having some Part impact. Of it. Right. It's making those innings a little bit longer at times that maybe actually would maybe would have sealed it up before. But it's not this much. Yeah. You know. You just reminded me too of a very fun trivia question that I'm trying to make sure I have the correct answer to. Uh oh no, it isn't. Okay. I was gonna say who are the uh like I think there's just two qualified pitchers at the moment that are yet to have given up a home run. Uh oh, do you wow. think that you would yeah, do you think you'd be able to guess who they Justin Steele? Uh, he's given up two, so close. Oh. Well, I'm just thinking of the lowest ERA guys I can right now. Mm. Uh, Sonny Gray? He, yes, he is one of them. Sonny Gray is indeed one of them. Oh, man. Joe Ryan allowed a home run. He must have. <laughs> Joe Ryan allowed a home run. This other person just entered, if you make the uh, minimum innings pitched, 40. He just entered the... Uh, the uh, has Bryce the Miller done it? <laughs> Someone who pitched today. Someone who pitched today. Oh, God. I don't know, man. Who is it? It's Dane Dunning. Oh, no. Of course Dane it Dunning. is. You know, I should have realized that because I'm so out on Dane Dunning. Um, and someone actually, this is interesting. Someone um, someone mentioned elsewhere about, like, how I think. Like, trying to, uh, this is always, like, a, an interesting thing that never happens. It's, like, people trying to describe what my analysis is. Mm. Or, like, they say, like, oh, he's someone who follows by this. I'm like, do I? Is that what yeah. I do? They say that I am essentially FIP. Is that I, I favor K minus walk rate and like in home runs. <laughs> and I guess, right? No, I just I was going to say, I guess they've never had a Cy Young debate with you before. If they think that you're, <laughs> if you're That's FIP. a different story. Fantasy yeah. discussion is not Cy Young. Okay, you know that. Right, but yeah, you know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know. But, I know it is. But I mean, for me, I, I don't disagree necessarily that like... um. That I'm saying like, hey, guys who allow a lot of home runs, I actually don't treat so uh, harshly as the ERA would. 
mm-hmm. and I do favor K minus walk rate a ton. But I also try as much as I can to be like, yeah, this guy allows a lot of home runs. Yeah, this guy's really good at, at not doing home runs. Sure. But it doesn't surprise me that I'm like, Dane Dunning, get out of here because, you know, like 16% strikeout rate and not allowing a home run is just like, well, that's not going to stick. Sure. Um, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I, oh, and they said that Alex Fast, what did they say about Alex Fast? They said that, oh yeah, he he's a huge fan of XFIP. Yeah. And, <laughs> just, and just, all he ever listens to is CSW. I just got into a huge argument about how much I hate XFIP a it's couple of days ago. It's, it's the a, worst. It's like it's saying that, oh, yeah, there is no skill of home run suppression. It's, and it's my like, least are you favorite joking? stat. It's like some guys are going to be more, more. Yeah. That's why I tell you. I told you this for ages. What? Don't I, do are XFIP. You, are you implying that I liked XFIP? Because if you saw that you, you had, I, I can go back to the tape of years ago. It has like, been like six quoted, years ago. I know, but you had quoted XFIP, like we don't like XFIP around here. Were you Sierra? <laughs> I I I have been for as long as I can remember against yeah. XFIP because what cracks me Get up about here. it is people are like, people are like, yeah, but what if he had a league average home run rate? And it's like, but yeah, he won't. Well, what if it's like that famous thing of like, if my grandma had wheels, she would be a bike. Like it's the same thing to me. It's like, but they yeah, they they don't. And it, 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 uh, okay, why wait, is it always wait, two was, wheels? Why isn't it four like a van? Huh? <laughs> There are, there are so many other pictures that we have to... Maybe that's what she always wanted to paint. <laughs> There's so many other pictures we have to talk about. We already leaked into tier three and into whatever tier Dane Dunning is, and we're going to get to all those people uh, right after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So guess what we did during the break, y'all? Guess what? I went back. We searched for Alex Fast tweets since 2018. We have a tweet from Fast. This is really entertaining, guys. Uh, tweeting about Marco Gonzalez and quoting XFIP. However, if you look at the rest of the timeline, <laughs> it's literally things like uh, the, the holding the sign. It says XFIP sucks. And then replace <laughs> XFIP on the RotoWear t-shirt with CSW. I'm so in on that one. Yeah, I'm I think that should that. happen. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, this is... Uh, so uh, the transition happened. I, I'm saying to Fast that I believe... He put out that tweet and tagged me with Marco Gonzalez, and I sent God. him a DM on Discord and was like, "No, no, 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 we don't, yeah. we don't do that around here." That's unbelievable. You could see my evolution because yes, yeah, now it's I am great. Staunchly anti XFIP. All right, let's move on to the next tier here. Oh, my goodness, tier, tier three, three, 14 through twenty four. Sandy Alcantara. We've talked about Pablo. Oh, oh, wait. Also, we for- totally forgot. Go what? people. If you haven't, go listen to the most recent Talking Bitchin episode with Joe Ryan, number oh, eleven yeah! on the list. Yeah, we totally that was so forgot good. about it. 
Yeah. Oh man. It was a lot of fun. He's I, I could not believe how much time he gave me. Big thank you to Joe Ryan, who's extremely generous with his time. Uh it, it was super cool. Got to say a quick hello to Pablo Lopez, who is the oh man. God, she's our, he's so, our favorite person. He really is. He's the best. He's the kind of, he honestly might be the kindest human being I've ever met in my entire life. One hundred percent. Anyway, go listen to that podcast. The Tim Smiley has to is just it it kills me every time. It's so wonderful. Like oh wait. I stood next to him and my neck hurt. He is so tall. <laughs> Uh, is it really unbelievable he's he's taller than you how dare you it's crazy it, no, i'm sorry but he is all right uh 15 is pablo lopez tallest man uh number 16 aaron nola followed by framber valdez max scherzer you darvish drops two to 19 followed by logan gilbert george kirby chris sale tyler glasnow appears at 23 and freddie peralta at 24 what's it called and why is it called that this is you going in there you're going to an ugly christmas sweater party and you're like, yeah, I found it. I found the one. It's got the the knitted green with the reindeer that are like, is that an antler? That's fine. Mm. Snowflakes going across as banners. You nailed it. You know, mm-hmm. but is it is it something that necessarily is going to be that great the entire year? I don't know. Yeah. But you found exactly what you wanted. Yeah, let's 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 spend some time because I actually don't think we have talked about him uh, much recently. He's the largest riser in this tier. He had a good write up of him a couple of days ago. Great analysis on the plus pitch. Excuse me on the uh, yeah the plus pitch podcast, and that's Logan Gilbert, right? So you and I have been talking about him a little bit too. Uh, I I first let's have you talk about the splitter, which has been fantastic, and then I want to talk a little bit about the slider. Um, but why is Logan Gilbert up here? Uh, pretty much cracking the top twenty, right? So. What's interesting is that we talk about Jerby, right? The combination of George Kirby and Gilbert, same guy. They've actually differed a lot now. Mm. And the 30% strikeout rate, I talked about it with the, on the Fireside chat last week with Spore as well in depth. Um, I've become a believer as it's amazing. We send the Simpsons image back and forth in the preseason, but there are always exceptions. There's yep. always one that actually yep. clicks in. And despite just 13% usage, this splitter for Logan Gilbert is a huge deal. It has a 70% strike rate and near 30% put away rate is so, so good. And what happens now is Logan Gilbert, who before was just four seamer heavy and had hopefully these secondary pitches for strikes, but couldn't really rely on them. Now he actually has a put away pitch to do with his, to pair with his four seamer. That's a big deal. That really changes how these at-bats go and makes it so that the four-seamer can be more just a general tool than just the tool for him. And it's the only time I want to call something the tool or a tool. <laughs> I, now, as you mentioned, the slider, I, I, I'll let you talk about it if you have things you want to say about that, but there are some improvements there as well. So it's actually, I did some digging today because I was curious about the splitter performance and Logan Gilbert's slider is no longer Logan Gilbert's slider, but now it is Logan Gilbert's slider. And here, let me explain what that means. Yeah, please. So last year, Logan Gilbert had his slider, right? And it was uh, more of, actually, I don't even want to say it was more of a typical slider, but it was an okay slider, right? I mean, we, we, we wanted to see if there could be some additional improvements there, right? Um, and then this year, what he does is it's still a slider technically, but he changes the movement profile. He changes the grip. He kills about 400 RPM on the pitch. He adds 
two mile an hour of velocity and it becomes quite literally the perfect gyro slider. I mean, right center center in terms of movement profile. One of like, I, I was reading an article on baseball perspectives today about Ian Hamilton. He has what he calls like the slambio, which is like a slider change. Right? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, the, the slambio. Uh, it's a, it, yeah. So I got it, the a, SL part of that, but what about the ambio? <laughs> So, uh, 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 what is it? What is change in Spanish? Is cambio, right? Is so it I right? Oh, that's yeah, cool. So. Then, all right, yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, I think it's cambio, right? You're I, the I'm one you're sure doing Duolingo yeah. for for Spanish. No, so. I, I stopped after my 500 day streak is over. Anyway, no, yes. yeah, I know that's dang kid um, being born. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it, he has a perfect gyro slider. But what's interesting is, like I said, he added some additional velocity to it. And while we haven't seen a change in uh, swing strike rate on the pitch, we've seen a skyrocket it's insane. in called strikes. I mean, it's a double. skyrocket. Yeah, it's double. double. It's twenty. It's a 88th percentile, right? Yeah. Which you guys would know if you're looking at the uh, pitchless player. Look pages. at you. And it's so, so proud. It, if you can look at the spin, too, over on the pitchless player page, like I said, it's going yeah, from 2300 yeah. to 1900. Second right? percentile in slider spin. And what I think he did was, I think by introducing, and this is conjecture too, but uh, a changeup is another pitch that kills spin a lot, right? It's it, it usually has a low active spin on the pitch, especially with a splitter. So I think the slider and the splitter are complementing one another. But rather than coming in at eighty-seven like he used to do with the slider, he amped up the percent the uh, change in velocity to mix speeds a little bit more because now he's got the 89 mile an hour true gyro slider and the what 85 mile an hour splitter one breaking in down towards the uh, knees of right-handed hitters the other one just kind of falling straight down and the last thing i'll say about these gyro sliders and again this is from this baseball prospectus article that is a pitch which Luis Castillo also throws a perfect gyro slider as well. That does, is oh, not really? a gifable. Yeah, he's a gyro slider guy. He's it is a it's not a gifable pitch. Like you look at mm-hmm. that gyro slider and you're not necessarily like, oh, daddy, that's a pitching pitching you know pitcherless top pitch of the day. That's not going to feature your on, go-to. On, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Yeah, that's usually what I go to. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> it's not going to be featured on a lot of gifts. It's not going to be on Pitching Ninja. Right. But there's something about that pitch that completely throws a hitter's timing off. And I think mm. it's allowing him to get all these called strikes. And there's the lot again. I already said this, but the last thing I'll say about it, too, is like Seattle just shows that even though prospect growth is not linear, they just give me so much faith in what these young guys are going to accomplish. We waited for two years to see significant strides with Logan Gilbert, and it seems like he's really making them. And man, they could just really have some some future aces. Uh, oh, yeah. And imagine if Robbie Ray were still there. I know, um, seriously. I mean, we might not have Bryce Miller, but maybe we won't have Marco Gonzalez. Uh, we have a stat on the site called Plus Percentage. It's something I came up with a few years ago or whatever that was just it's csw plus foul balls plus outs so when you throw a pitch is it one of those outcomes which is essentially a plus a positive thing for uh for a pitcher logan gilbert's slider is 94th percentile in that yeah at 67 percent. so 67 percent of the time when he throws a slider it is good for him that's that's really insane two-thirds no, of the time a- um and it's exactly what he needs he just needed another strike pitch 
You know, it needed to, to play off of the fastball, which honestly, he's had bad luck. It's a 404 mm. Babbitt on the four seamer right now. Mm. That should not be the case. It should be much better. It's uh, expected average is just 255, um, according to our expected average here at Pitcherless, as opposed to 313 that it's gotten. So that's good. And then you have the splitter. Now, the, I will mention, I have to do this, it is a splitter. And when that splitter is volatile, which it will be, sure, it's going to be a worse situation for Gilbert. doesn't mean he can't get through it. I And I do have to bank in a little like, okay, I don't know quite yet if it's going to be a 30, 31% strikeout rate. It might fall to 25%. I don't think so, but there's a chance it does. I'm buying this more than uh, than George Kirby, though, because Kirby doesn't have this put-away pitch in his arsenal. I really Not do yet, like Kirby's yeah. slider and curveball. I think those are actually really mm-hmm. effective strike-ending pitches. And I can make an argument that his four-seamer is more effective than Logan Gilbert's is. However, the package is more complete at the moment, Logan Gilbert. And with both of them, you know, I remember talking about this uh, with David Mendelson and the, the Triple Play Fantasy crew about why why was I in on Wheeler and Alcantara in 2021? Because those are the only guys that I thought could go six innings consistently and have strikeout upside, right? And entering the year, I was on their cast. I was like, you know what? Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert are all those guys. And I was pushing them. I found myself leaning most on Robbie Ray. Yay. But <laughs> but uh, but here comes Logan Gilbert, who I was too far down on. And you were talking about before about those regrets of like, oh, man, it should have trusted this mm. or that. And I look back and go, yeah, Nick, like you said the thing and you didn't do it. Yeah. And you didn't. do um, it. Yeah, I didn't do it. But it's all right. That's baseball. No, but I Susan. hear you. I hear you. Um, but here we um, are. Thirty three right. minutes into this podcast. This is wonderful. We are, we we're never going to get pitchers. to like the end of the rounds, you know? No, but the there's a few people that I want to talk about. But again, you know what? I'm going to do this too. I know we've kind of been skewing this way, people who are listening. If this is, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to guarantee that this is a new format where we just kind of do deeper dives on a few guys. But if you're like, man, I really miss the old way the cast was, then let us know because you guys listen to it. We want to do what's best for you. But I really do love having these conversations with you about these individual dudes. Um, anyone else in this tier that you want to mention before we move on to tier four? Um, I want to mention that anytime you hear fast talk that much about a pitcher, you can guarantee there's a tweet about it already. Listen, you find interesting things. You want to tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think for the most part, everyone should be reading the list now and the actual notes. So everything that I'm saying is for the most part is already in the notes. I uh, so it might be helpful to have those deeper dives because of that and the the quick actionable stuff. Well, it's on the article on the site. Um, mm. No one else fast. I mean, Tyler Glasnow's coming back. Chris Sale's throwing harder, and it's more consistent. That's cool. That's great. Yeah, all about it. Uh, let's move on to <laughs> tier four, though. Uh, tier four, twenty five through thirty four. Chris Bassett jumps up five to twenty five, followed by Bieber, Logan Webb, Nathan Eovaldi, Joe Musgrove, Bryce Miller, Mitch Keller, Nestor Cortez, Sonny Gray, and Charlie Morton. What's it called, and why is it called that? Oh, this is a vinyl player. <laughs> okay. This is like one of those things. It's just like if you go into a person's apartment and then there's a vinyl player, right? You don't, you're not like, oh, excuse me. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that's stable. That's a stable get from a thrift store. And you're excited. Sure. You want to play some stuff. There are so many people to talk about. Um, obviously, everyone in the fantasy community owes Chris Bassett a collective apology because some of the tweets after his first couple starts were Unreal. Like, 
Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, there's a few things. One, uh, Shane Bieber, we had an interesting conversation about him this past weekend about how his four-seamer has pretty much become a new four-seamer as it's getting so much more ride, right? Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's getting more run. Yeah, yeah ride. I, I call, I'm someone who says ride only for horizontal and then rise for vertical. I know some call ride also vertical. So yeah. it's confusing. We, we talk about it in the horizontal way. Logan Webb, you you had a very astute observation about how he is indeed throwing a a new slider that you gave me the idea to look into it. I looked into it. Eno confirmed that it's a a newish pitch. And then we just got confirmation. I literally just got confirmation like a minute ago that it is indeed a new spiked sweeper grip. Fast Um, is our pitcherless insider. It's not me. It's Alex Fast, everyone. Uh, I I don't I I I'll tell you offline how that happened, but it's very funny. Um, anyway, so he's throwing. I, <laughs> uh, some someone else reached out too to let me know that actually it might have started maybe in the start before. I'll be curious to know: is this mm. a new Joe Ryan, where it's a new sweeper and slider combination, or is he sticking with one? Um, what does that do for you in terms of where you're valuing or how you're valuing Logan Webb? Well, Logan Webb, of course, had that 2021 with a really loopier or let's say swing and miss slider. Mm-hmm. And that made him yeah, yeah, more of a strikeout guy. He's fallen to about 20% without it. And we were like, what is he? What are you doing? What are you doing? And now <laughs> that he's going back to something, he's getting five over 17 whiffs. Okay, that's cool. Uh, maybe that does mean he can be a 25% strikeout guy again. And kind of looking at this tier, uh, it's the same principle kind of with Kirby and, and Gilbert, right? Um, of like, hey, these are guys that can go six innings and maybe have that strikeout upside. So uh, I figured I wanted to push up Webb and the other ones in the tier aren't as stable for those innings with that strikeout upside. So that's why Webb is at 27 this week. Okay. Um, anyone else on this tier? I mean, we've got to probably give a quick shout out to Nestor Cortez jumping up 13. Slider, baby. 32. Slider strikes, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't care about strike rate. I do. And I mm-hmm. uh, mid 60, actually, like, I think mostly like 70% strike rate with the slider all of a sudden. And even without the fastball and cutter being massive CSW, they got outs because it changed at bats. It mm-hmm. changed how batters approach. Uh, the fastball cutter and I will say also the slider that misses that he had or he was trying to do backdoor stuff and there'd be easy takes in, in previous starts away and that allows guys to key in on this cutter and fastball mm. and it's why I like strike rate a lot it really does tell you more about sequencing and how these pitches interact with each other in at bats and all of a sudden that number coming way up allowed him to do well against the Jays I hope it's real I had to push him up if it is real that he can actually, that he has a slider back, you might be seeing Nestor Cortez even as higher as the next tier. Now, the Sunny Gray blip, was that, uh, I mean, how much did that weigh into dropping him 10? That seems pretty considerable after just it was. It's the third one, one to me. I know the nine strikeout hmm. game is going to be like, no, what are you talking about? He didn't have his curveball done. It was one of those weird starts that's like, a guy does well and you go, mm, 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 mm. Sure. Uh, like Dennis. Uh, as I mentioned, of like a guy's not is trending down, and then he has a good mm. outing, but you know it's not going to stick around for long, right? So I uh, this is three straight of seeing Sunny Gray like this, so I had to bring him down. Okay, let's uh, move on to the next tier then, uh, tier five, thirty-five through forty. We're looking at Dylan Cease who drops ten. Luis Severino makes his debut against the Reds this past week. Justin Steele at thirty-seven, followed by Hunter Brown. James Paxton jumps nine, and Yuri Perez at forty. What's it called, and why is it called that? 
It is a an acoustic guitar that really needs to be uh, get its bridge fixed and the neck sure. replaced. <laughs> okay. I, you know, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. What you're it, it has a about. lot of yeah. potential. You can see how this could be really great, but like, mm, okay, we'll see if this works. Sure. Okay. What? Uh, I'm sure you watched every pitch of that Luis Severino start. Uh, like we said, uh, appearing on the list at 36. What did you see against the Reds, and what was a really fun matchup against Hunter Green? Okay. First of all, I don't want you to assume that I just watch every Yankee game. Like I, I'm you, I, the opposite. Okay. Genuinely, I actually just met because it was a dope pitcher, and that's who you'd be more interested in watching. Oh, thanks, buddy. I I like the fact that his four seamer looked good, high O swing, high swing strike rate on it. Uh, the slider is not the slider I want yet. Um, seven percent swing strike rate in that start. It's uh, I think one of the e- interesting developments from last year about Severino was the fact that his slider felt like it was divided between a cutter and a slider at times. Mm, yeah. And then there was also even like a slower curveball, and it was like three different ones, and it looked so good. Uh, I, like it was this J start that still sticks with me. It's like you know, those those random starts that you think in your mind of that like, gets you so excited for a guy. The Asher Wojciechowski start. I, I was just gonna about. say, Asher. I knew it. <laughs> right it's like these ones that are seared in our minds and that one for severino to me is always like you could have been you could have been unbelievable you could have been a legend kid i so i'm i'm not seeing that yet from severino but this is good got a decent amount of whiffs on the changeup as well um did not get the csw we normally like to see uh i'm sorry i take that back got the csw wanted to see high strike rate on it um, so all looks good right now from Severino, save for that slider coming back. I'm encouraged. Need to see more of it. Let's move to the next year then. Tier 6, 41 through 46. Not a lot of guys, but we're going to talk about a few of them right after this break. And we're back 41 through 46. Lance Lynn, Hunter Green, Jesus Lazardo, Tanner Bybee, Lucas Giolito, and Reed Detmers. I know I said we were going to talk about a few, but honestly, I think we've talked about a lot of these guys in the past week or two. Is there anyone you want to hit on before we move to Tier 7? I want to hit on the name of this Tier Fest. This is like three times now. I know. I'm sorry. What's it called? Why is it called that? Uh, this... <sighs> this, is literally, <laughs> this is literally the cat that's in there. It's like dusty and you're afraid to touch it. Yeah, but you want to, you really want to pet him, you know? But like, are they going to yell at you if you take him home? (laughs) Yeah, if you kidnap a cat. I know, but everyone is going to yell at you, but like, I'm telling you, I really want to take them home. (laughs) Who, 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 who in this tier would you like to hit upon or take home, I guess, to use your metaphor? Uh, Lancelin isn't out of the woods. Reed Detmers just had 12 strikeouts. I actually found saw some comments of like, how could you still rank Reed Detmers top 50? I'm like, what? He literally just had 12 strikeouts. Like, how yeah, are you? Had a good game. But yeah, and I think he only got into trouble in the last inning. Sixth inning, yeah. Careful, Icarus. But also, I mean, that has been a thing. Third time through the lineup is like insane. But it's also like a 26 batter sample. It's like okay, yeah. all right. Um, Jesus Lazardo, do you realize like how bad the luck is? Um, I you will say that it was good to see that he had good command in this most recent start. And right. it was not a command thing. Yeah. His changeup and slider are both sub 20% hard contact, yet they are both 25th percentile in Babbitt. Did he not give up home runs? This two home runs yeah, against the Giants, got, though? Yeah, he gave up home runs. Yeah, it was annoying as heck. I hated it. 
but he had a great caper walk and the whip wasn't uh, the whip actually got worse after I texted it to you. It yeah. was funny. Anyway, uh Giolito's not doing the velocity and changeup that we want to see. I uh, yeah, that's all I got. Let's move to tier seven then, which is chock a block with fun names. Forty-seven through fifty-five. Zach Eflin jumps up eight to forty-seven. Eduardo Rodriguez down to forty-eight. He drops twelve, followed by Marcus Strom and Taj Bradley at number fifty. John Gray, Bailey Ober, Bobby Miller appears at fifty-three, followed by Merrill Kelly and Jordan Montgomery drops to the bottom of this tier at fifty-five. What's it called, and why is it called that? It's called a really cool hat. <laughs> Okay, you well. know, you feel like this is just a solid get. Mm. It's it's just a solid solid get, you know. So I I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised that there oh. wasn't an additional rise for John Gray. I mean, mm. of the past three starts, the most recent against Colorado was not the most impressive of them. I mean, you know, sh- sh- virtually shutting down Seattle with eight Ks, and no walks, one and run over seven. It's great. Obviously, you know, eight innings, no one runs, two walks and five Ks with three hits against Oakland is nice, but it's Oakland, right? Um, but then Colorado, a, a really nice start. Five innings pitched, you know, not very efficient. Right. Uh, But still picks up nine slider whiffs and sitting 96 on the four seam. Is it just you want to see a little bit more before you feel confident raising him up more? Or, you know, he's just already where he should be because there's a lot of already talented names around him. So John Gray had this unreal start against the Mariners. It got me so amped. Velocity was up. His slider was harder. New pitch. Ten whiffs on it. Forty. 9% 9% CSW under golden goal, 20 overall whiffs. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then he didn't really do it the next time, but it was Oakland. Um, velocity was pretty much the same, but just one whiff on the fastball, two on the slider. Okay, but yeah, it's Oakland. You go eight innings shut out because yeah. that's just what happened. By the way, side tangent, Framber Valdez went complete game shut out against the Oakland Athletics yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. His what? What is Framber Valdez's best pitch? His uh oh my god! Why am I blanking on Framber Valdez's best pitch? His cutter. Well, he just added a cutter, right? Yeah. And I got it's but got me don't excited. Don't you love his cutter? Yeah, it's like a it was a forty percent strike rate yesterday. His sinker. Sinker is the one that gets hit the most. His curveball. Oh my curveball. Yeah. His curveball's got like one of the best curveballs in the past five 28 years. Twenty-eight of them. Only ten returned a strike. I don't even want to be here. That's like a 30, that's like a 33% striker. We want that to be like a 65%. He allowed 20 balls in play and her 22 called strikes on the sinker alone and had a complete game shutout against the athletics. (laughs) It's insane, right? And crazy. So John Gray against Oakland. eh, Okay. Then you got Rocky Road. All right. You got Rocky Road. He pumps fastballs like down the middle. Only for 25% CSW. Yeah. And and then he gets nine slider whiffs. I'm really excited by that. But the, my point is that John Gray is like having this little moment and it's nice. But sure. I can't really like bank on this against like actual really good teams. To uh, my apologies to anyone who I might have just driven crazy uh, by Not quietly whispering. No, by quietly whispering, I don't even want to be here anymore for the past two minutes into the microphone <laughs> while Nick was talking because I truly cannot believe. I must be so overtired that I forgot that his best pitch is his curveball. I'm more. I mean, that happens to me all the time. 
I know, but still, it's just like you have that moment where it's like you forget what two plus two is. There, quick tangent on our end. There was a moment where after we had Zelda, like two weeks into it, where I hope she can't hear me. She's gonna yell at me. Where Kristen forgot the back end of the alphabet, and we were like, we need to go to bed. It is sixty five. <laughs> that, that, that's the badness. All right, let's move on to <laughs> to your uh, anyone else in this tier you want to uh, talk about before we move on. Hey, Bobby Miller's here. Go get him. I know he doesn't hasn't done well in triple a neither did price miller i uh, or like in double a before we were like what are we gonna see uh stupid good fastball and i'm excited about that i don't want to start him against atlanta because it's a debut and i don't do that i put him in the question will start here but question will start is generally i don't do it but you want to get bobby miller um even you don't know what the rotation will look like in three weeks if bobby miller is so good like it just feels as if yeah they'll keep that around um, otherwise, Taj Bradley's there. That's cool. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez lost his cutter against the Pirates, and I really hope he finds that back. Mm. Let's look at Tier 8 then, 56, 56 through 65. We're going to start with J.P. Sears, who rises 4, followed by Drew Smiley, who jumps up 15. Then we have Alex Cobb, Tony Gonsolin, Andrew Heaney, Braxton Garrett up 10 to 61, Logan Allen, Louis Varland, Blake Snell, J.P. France at 65. What's it called? Why is it called that? It's a wooden chest with like metal latches and everything. And that like it's it's a container and you don't know you get at the thrift store and it's like you take it home and you don't know if there's actually still something inside it. Mm. All I hear when you say that is the Zelda theme music of right. opening up a chest. Yeah. And then you get the gift that says it's nothing. <laughs> um, there, We're not going to break down Braxton Garrett too much because if you want to hear that, you should listen to the Sunday Plus Pitch podcast. There's some oh, good yeah. analysis about Braxton Garrett. Same with J.P. Sears, really, who's a PLV darling and has overcome a lot of strong opponents. So if he he's available a PLV in darling wire, in the offseason. He's 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 looking good. I mean, passed the test against Houston. What about Drew Smiley though? Drew Smiley rises fifteen up to fifty seven. What is it about his most recent performance? Uh, he is it just the fact that he's literally top fifteen in WHIP right now with a sub three ERA? It's just pretty remarkable curveball. Since uh, starting on April tenth, how many starts do you think Drew Smiley has allowed more than two in runs? Since starting on April tenth, yes, none. None is correct. He allowed six on uh, his first start of the year. And then it's been ridiculous since. And you're wondering, how does he do it? It's the Blake Snell blueprint. His curveball mm-hmm. is just so good at the bottom of the zone. 13% hard contact rate. And he throws this pitch nearly 50% of the time. And you think, Nick, for a curveball, about 80th percentile isn't a huge deal. It is when you throw it 50% of the time. Yeah. You know, we talk about this a lot. You can't just add usage and get the same results. When you do and it, you get them, that's really good. But yeah. generally, there's a reason why. Chris Bass will always say the only reason my curveball is so good is because I mix it in well. But this is how good of a pitch uh, Drew Smiley's curveball is. While the sinker, yeah, it's not the greatest thing ever, but hey, it's surviving. Sure. Uh, 278 batting average allowed. It's pretty average in this way. That's fine. Just be average. And set this up. Actually, it's a 31% O swing. That's what's mm. up. So as long as that's okay and the curveball is great, I'm here for that. Mm. Uh, I know the rule of two elite pitches, all that kind of thing. I don't have them in the top 50. I say we yeah. just keep rolling with us. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move to the next tier here. Unless there's anyone quickly that you want to hit upon. Lee Varland and Blake Snell are the same to me right now because both of them mm. probably should just be stashed until like June 10th. 
Yeah. Uh, because Varlin has four terrible matchups ahead and Blake Snell does not have his breaking balls like at all. You know there's it's just going to be one bit. start where Blake's going to bam. Yeah. And it's just what a TR is, baby. Turn it around yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move to the next tier here. Tier 9, 66 through 70. We have Grayson Rodriguez, Edward Cabrera at 67, Michael Kopech at 68, Matthew Liberatore at 69, and Brady Singer at 70. What's it called? Why is it called that? It is the Blink DVD. <laughs> There's nothing on it? It's like oh, a case. but it could be a surprise. Oh. Yeah. So, like, you don't know if this is going to be really good or really bad. So, uh, the Liberatore ranking i mean any hesitation considering this weird usage that the cardinals are probably going so to we kind of knew that they would do this um they i think they even said like he might be out of the bullpen this weekend but we want him to be in there i mean he's starting on tuesday um or, or wednesday rather so i think it's just kind of weirdness the cardinals always do this they find a way it's like <laughs> it's like they're i can see them in their office <laughs> How are we going to mess around with our new bitching brassmic now? Oh, Alex yeah. Reyes, you're going to the bullpen. <laughs> you know, I don't. Why do they do this? I, I don't know what that voice was. I've never done that. That was, that, that was a life. new one. I haven't, I haven't heard that in seven years. I'm, I don't get mad at me. <laughs> I, I actually don't mind that they do this, but there's a caveat. I do. I, I do not mind when, when pitching prospects come up and go to the bullpen to like learn MLB hitting and then they can come into like the sixth, seventh inning and, you know, come in maybe at the bottom of the order or whatever. I actually don't mind that. However, when their rotation is what their rotation is, even though it's been better of late, why, why, why? Yeah. And also Matthew Liberatore we've been talking about for years. Like it seems like he's he's already been to the majors. This isn't an MLB debut. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect, yeah. There's a great counterpoint to it. Like I, I don't mind it when it's guys kind of getting weaned into it, but now like like, you're just messing with this rhythm. I've been the biggest fan of saying look like Steven Matz I think there's something there but you know you can't really keep relying on it sure I've been the biggest advocate for him and you can't keep him in here instead of Libertor I mean I will mention Libertor is not amazing I saw this brewer start all the way through I have a full breakdown on the YouTube channel which by the way I'm doing these every day now I'm feeling good about him I love I I love it so go watch them you can watch it on double speed if you want. You hear my weird cackles. Fine. But um, Matthew Liberatore, I think he was gifted a lot of strikes against the Brewers. Uh, swinging pitches that I don't think guys would normally swing at. The curveball looks good. The thing that got me excited about him before, yes, he has increased velocity, which is better for the four-seamer. But I need to see the slider development. We saw it a bit last mm-hmm. year, and it kind of went away to the wayside. I don't think the Liberatore really survives too long four-seamer curveball. I think he needs that slider. Hey, Reed Detmers once again. So mm. hopefully he does. I really like the Overtour's curveball, though. It just, I just feel like he needs that slider. Um, I, I want to say one quick thing about Grayson Rodriguez. I had heard uh, from you? someone that I know that he was that he was tipping his pitches. Um, obviously a much better start, and hopefully that helps a little bit. But he he might have stopped tipping his pitches, but he still has yet to find any consistency. Right. I. I want to go on the record and say I don't really know why the cutter is as prominently featured as it is mm. from him. Oh, yeah, and that's it's surprising very, to me, too. It is. It's very frustrating when he's got a four-seamer that has as much potential. Like, to me, it's like, why don't you just focus on elevating your four-seamer, dropping in your changeup, and splitting between the curveball and the slider? Like, I, I, I don't 
really need this this weird cutter that you know i know it comes in at 1991 <laughs> what what's so funny it's hard contact rate this cutter 59 percent. yeah man it's not good yeah meanwhile the slider's at 20 percent. the change-ups at 25 percent. you know i i think i think she should be a three-pitch pitcher honestly that's, I think that, it should, I mean curveball just to try and sneak some called strikes, twenty five percent called strike rate, early percentage is seventy one percent. Sure, just leave that in there. That's fine. Uh, it's a show me curveball, but four seamer and then. But the thing is, even if he's tipping pitches and all of that, you know, change him and slider have not been down. You know, I not think consistently no. Well, that's what I'm saying. And until they are, I don't believe in Grayson Rodriguez. But yeah, maybe he does. We've seen flashes of it. You put out a tweet says, "Oh man, if only he does it." And I think I'm the person who wishes that more than anyone else, um, as I replied, which I mean, I think we'd agree that anyone wants Grayson Rodriguez to succeed. It's me out of this conversation. (laughs) Um, Uh, But I mean, it's look, you don't have him in our league. Actually, did you pick him up in our league? I dropped Grayson Rodriguez. No, I have him in my my dynasty. Okay, but anyway, uh, Grayson Rodriguez still has that opportunity. I. I know we all wanted him to go to the minors. I do like that he's just like, they're like, let's, come on, we can figure this out. And I have to think they're aware of this, of like, you need to get your changeup insider down. So yeah. if I if I were a pitcher in the majors, right? Hi, I'm Nick Pollock, pitcher for the, you know, the the Canucks. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would do, it's kind of like, let's say you're shooting a basketball and you keep hitting the front of the rim. What do you do? Step closer. <laughs> you're shooting a foul shot on the line you can't step closer what do you do uh i don't know i'm so bad at basketball oh dude. my god clearly you aim for the back of the rim as opposed okay. to the middle of the rim right hold on let me take a note yeah. <laughs> but and right if i'm grace rodriguez start bouncing the dang things mm-hmm. right sure. that's what making an adjustment is you to make these adjustments, you, you don't you don't try and do the same thing and try and do a little bit more. No, no, no. You go extremes. You you throw the pendulum one way and then you adjust. You calibrate like that. And I don't see that. I really don't. I see it's, it's an incredibly low amount of low location. That is low lock, right? Mm-hmm. He's gotta fix that. And they have like if I'm Adley, I'm like, Adley's gotta be like, you got it today. All changeups and sliders are in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I also wish that I just saw less kitchen sink from him. Like, yeah, I just wish I could just four seamers, just bam, 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 change up slider. Yeah, dude, like you, yeah. you could you could do that all day. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's such um, a good basketball. Yeah, it is. It's great. Let's move on to tier ten here, seventy one through. Hey, 84. Michael Kobach had eight innings of shutout with ninety seven upstairs. That's all. Are we buying that? No, but I mean maybe. <laughs> <laughs> guardians next maybe that's a fun one day thing yeah. the floor is not so bad right against the guardians so you try it yeah, for one sure. day and see if it sticks that's all yeah okay I mean, now, move on no it's it's at that point because this guy is 119th in hard contact and the guardians cannot make any hard contact whatsoever so it's a very apt point it's you're right <laughs> seriously um they could only 10, do contact from with uh what's her name dang it what's jody foster name? jody foster thank you <laughs> All right, good. Now we're eating. I was almost there. Uh, yeah. Uh, tier 10, 71 through 84. Tyler Wells at 71, followed by oh Anthony DeSclafani, who falls seven. Graham Ashcraft falls seven to 73. You got Bryce this. Elder, 
Josiah Gray at 75. Uh, Mark Perez at 76. <laughs> what is happening? Patrick Sandoval it's drops 15 tier. to 77. It really is. Tyler Anderson, Michael Waka appears at 79. Cal Quantrill, Alex Wood, Michael Lorenzen jumps up 13 to 82. Dane Dunning, here he is at 83. Miles Michaelis unranked to 84. What's it called and why is it called that? When I think of a thrift store, I think of one article of clothing. Mm. It is a brown robe. What? That is a million guesses. I would have not got that. <laughs> like it's just—it just feels like a thrift store buy is just getting like a brown robe. I don't know why. It just is, and that is your Toby. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I kind of take that. A lot of fun names to kind of talk about in this tier. Uh, where do we start? There's one that I wanted to start with. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with with Michael Waka, who has uh, had a fantastic two start week recently. Uh, if if you have him uh, in a wins league, he's been crushing it. As I think he's like top ten in wins overall. But he's put together some really nice starts. I mean, so you start with the Kansas City one, ten whiffs. On the changeup, as he picked up 11 Ks overall against Kansas City, and then yesterday against the Red Sox in a very potent offense, right? Doesn't necessarily get the same amount of Ks, uh, but he gets you four with one walk, no one runs, five hits over six innings. I imagine in a closer game, too, probably goes out for the seventh. But he just thrown 103 pitches; they were already up like six to nothing. So I imagine they were like, "We got plenty of bullpen arms that we could use right now." But again. Double digit whiffs on the changeup for him seems to be really cooking with that pitch. Is that kind of why you put him where you put him? Yeah, the changeup has been pretty dang good. Ten over thirty whiffs in his last start. Michael Walker, though, I I feel is very hyper dependent on his command on a given night because it really is just the changeup. I mean, it's a good pitch. Twenty two percent swing strike rate on it this year, and I don't believe that his four seamer is going to hold a one seventy average for the season. Um, so keep in mind that it's really just a change up here. The cutter is whatever sinker, no curveball, no. So it's just dependent on that. I mean, he has the 119th best CSW of the majors among all starting pitchers, right? Yeah. Um, not really ideal. And when we talk about two pitch guys, it's generally not change up forcing change up guys either. Um, so it feels very tenuous and still feels matchup dependent in my view. I but I'm glad that he had that 11k game against the Royals. I go Kopech just struck out 10. <laughs> uh, and outside of that, you want to hear his strikeout? To- wow, this is wild. Um, I'm just gonna go through it since opening day. Two strikeouts for Waka 10, 3, 3, 5, 3, 4, 11, 4. <laughs> does that scream volatility to you? Because it does to me. Only because you got louder when you did the big numbers. Oh, that, you know, I'm just trying to make it easy for you. It's okay, just basic great. UX, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, the other person I do want to talk about in this year, we kind of hinted at him a little bit earlier, where our quick little trivia is Dane Dunning, right? Who has been, I mean, it's I can understand why you are so out on him because there's a significant gap between his ERA and his expected ERA. Uh, he has a 16% K rate, which is 163rd. He has a uh, 8.8% swing strike rate, which is 174th. And even though he has yet to give up a single home run this season, he has a 30% hard contact, which is again outside of the top uh, 100. He's made significant changes to his arsenal. He is throwing differently. Um, he is His usage is being mixed up a little bit more. Um, 
but I, I can understand where you're coming from in that like despite the fact that he's you know strung together a few quality starts you know even though he didn't necessarily do great against the pirates tonight it just seems like is this a is this a vargas role is this our kind of next vargas role no, dane dunning oh no no oh don't do that don't call him a vargas i mean he has good pitch separation mm. change-ups do stay arm side and cutters generally go glove side and blah 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 i, I think it's just it's a nice little stretch but if vargas will suggest that you actually want to do it i don't want to do it i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really I really can't. Not a single pitch has a twelve percent swing strike rate. Hmm. You know, is he going to have a two thirty four bat up this year with a zero percent home run fly ball rate? No, Dane Dunning's not going to do that. So if you feel like he's just that great, go ahead, do your thing. I'm going to just I'm passing on it. Okay. I mean, yeah, um, he has a good start against the Pirates, so fine. I don't blame you. That's why he's here. Oh boy! This Watch is, the pirates are going to be the one that I mess them up. This is the most. This is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I've never. Sure, I've sure, had such deja vu right now. And for Dane uh, Dunning, I, no, but for like looking at the box scores and like talking about the pirates versus the Ranger. Like I don't know why, but of all things to have deja vu. Yeah, about, I was about to say like of the pirates versus the Rangers. Like oh my I gosh, know. I can't I, believe. I, I, <laughs> seriously, questioning my life choices. The most right important now, event is, of their teams this year. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. um uh very interesting okay um anywho hi um hi we're back i'm I'm trying to get back in this moment ground myself (laughs) is there anyone else in this tier that you want to mean michael lorenzen looked like a decent it's really funny i got so many questions about michael lorenzen he's like three games three like he's really good i'm like i don't know he's a decent streamer he has decent matchups maybe this will work i i said stream him today and it didn't work 500 runs so see (laughs) move on (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. Let's move on to tier 11, 85 through 94. Uh, Jack Flaherty, Johan Oviedo, Brian Bello. Uh, Bale, You'll Tuesday, never get Domingo, it right. You'll never, never, never get it happen. right. It's unbelievable. It's actually <laughs> uh, probably Domingo Armand drops 18 to 88. Mackenzie Gore drops 20 to 89. Brandon Williamson debuts at 90. Kodai Senga drops down 7 to 91, followed by Jose Barrios. Then Alec Manoa drops 20, probably his lowest spot ever on the list at 93, followed by Kyle Bradish. What's it called? Why is it called that? This, this is called, oh, hey, we've got some more stuff in the back. Because, <laughs> okay. like, if they were actually good, then they would show it up front. But, you know, maybe, maybe there actually is something. Okay. The one quick one we should hit upon, probably Brandon Williamson, who, you know, gets called upon to make his debut in cores. And everyone's like, oh, no, poor the thing. And then what does he baby. do? You think so? Wow. Go, no, no, go no, no, no. I'm saying that because he had his debut in cores. Oh, Okay. Uh, and he did well uh, there. He throws cutters. Five and two thirds. Cutters were effective inside in that one. Hmm. And that's about it. I, I don't trust the fastball actually being good. Okay. Anyone else in this tier you want to hit upon before our final tier? Yohan Aviedo looked so good in his last mm-hmm. start. It was the best commanded start I've seen from him. But it's one game. And you know the rule. So I, we can't do anything there. Alc Manoa did survive against your Orioles. But I yeah, saw nothing that was an actual improvement of the skills. And that is why he's dropping. Because it's once again, no ten, tangible improvement. And I just said, I'm he's, done with this. He's one Kevin Kiermeyer play away from giving up m- many more runs. Yeah, there you um, go. Good call. So, do, 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 uh, all right. Well, well, actually, I wanted to 
ask you this Don't question and I'll do it before yeah. we move on to the final tier. Um, actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tease. I'm going to, I'm going to tease. I, I'm going to predict uh-huh. that you're going to watch uh, Luis Ortiz's start and he will be back in the top 100 next week. But if people are interested for Nick's thoughts on Luis Ortiz, they're going to have to read the SP roundup as go. he really shut down a very, very potent Rangers offense. I'll probably actually do good. the YouTube video on him tomorrow morning. I, I think you're going to like what you see. Um, let's move to the final tier, then 95 through 100. Dean Kramer at 95, followed by Kyle Gibson. <laughs> Tywin Walker at 97. Marco Gonzalez, 99 is Kyle Hendricks. And the new 100, let me let you bring us home with this one. Patrick Corbin. I know. I just thought that would be so funny. But four straight games of six innings plus and two earned runs. What's it called? Why is it called that, people. though? Um, the, this gotcha. is the smell. Oh, just like that reek it's, of a thrift yeah, store. Yeah, and it's like I could probably do this for like one minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a lot of things I was going to consider here. I was thinking about the like the VCR machine that you maybe play once, and then like you're like, why am I doing this? Sure. Um, but I think the smell is a real thing for a thrift store, and I really wanted to hold on to that one. What is this is the final question that we'll wrap with because I yeah. think people would be interested to know. You might have already answered it with tier one. What is the one thing you do go into a thrift store to look for? I sometimes I can actually find like things that actually fit me. Mm. Uh, but honestly, I'm just curious what kind of tech they have. Oh, really? So you go on for the tech? I'm I'm curious about the tech. I go you know? right to old jerseys. I always try and find like old, cool 70s, 80s, 90s, like, like, I I just never expect anything to ever have baseball. (laughs) Oh, no. You next time you pass the thrift store, go in and look at their jerseys. I mean, to be fair, I like to look at a lot of the old like NFL stuff, but like they usually have some, I've I've seen some great old baseball stuff. Um, Mm. Well, Nick. That, there it is. Another beautiful episode of On the Corner. Any final parting words as you leave 34 and enter to 35? I've already, I'm already here. What are you talking? I've, I, I, that was yesterday. I'm good. No, your your birthday's today. Right. So I'm 35 already. I left it yesterday. You know what I mean? But what time? Like I wasn't born until 11.56 at night. Every single day you can decide what you want to be in life. Don't <laughs> wait for a certain number to be that. Very good. A little wrap on that. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 395 of On the Corner of the Official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week. 